Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today. It is Monday morning. It is July 3rd. It is 2023. And I am Vince Russo. And this is a show called That's Life, where we talk about exactly that, bro. We talk about life. And we just help each other get through life, man, because it is not easy. Man, I remember when I was in the thick. Uh, of writing for, uh, you know, the WWE and Monday Night Raw. When I was in the thick of that, I remember always telling myself, when you get older, it's going to be easier. When you get older, it's going to be easier. You just got to get through this right now. When you get older, it's going to get easier. And guess what? I am older, and it is not easier. As a matter of fact, if anything, it is harder. Guys, life is tough, man. Life is a journey. And 
it's got its ups and its downs and its high spots and its low spots. And some days, man, you just get kicked in the gut. And there's a lot you have to deal with, bro. There's a lot of pressures, um, bills that you have to pay. Life is tough, man. I don't think anybody ever said life was going to be easy. The Bible never said life was going to be easy. God never said life was going to be easy. Now, he did say it would be easier with him uh, living inside of you every day and walking with him. Yes, life would be easier, and I can witness to that. Um, As much as life is still very, very hard at times, it is much easier and much more confident knowing that I am not in this alone. And that is the uh, that is the beauty of God, bro. You are never, ever, ever in this alone, um, guys. I um I didn't do a show last week because I think I'm going to be doing this show every other week. Um, you know, guys, as I get older, you know, I just kind of need to slow down a little. I do multiple shows every day, and I don't want to just sleepwalk through these shows. I don't want to get to the point where um, I'm just doing these shows to the point of getting them done. I don't want to do that, bro. I want every show to have feeling, meaning, and emotion. And part of that is really trying to keep myself fresh so I can really I can really relay the things that I honestly and truly want to relay. And it's difficult to do that when I have so many shows on the docket and uh, I just begin to get run down a little bit. So I am, I am constantly aware of trying to stay fresh. And sometimes that means just cutting back a little bit. And then, you know, bro, once batteries are charged, who knows? I may do more. I may add. Um, but um, I think if I could do this show, um, you know, right now, maybe every other week, it will have a little bit more uh, impact. And And that's what I want to have on today's show, bro. I want to have an impact because I know that, for a lot of us out there, no matter what we do, we're just not satisfied, man. You know, the old Rolling Stones song, I can't get no satisfaction. We are just not satisfied with our lives. That There is just something missing, and we just can't seem to feel fulfilled and experience, you know, happiness. It is it is that grind, man, and all of us are grinding in many 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 different ways. And what are we looking for, man? We're looking for satisfaction. We are looking for happiness. We are looking for contentment. You know, there are those bro chasing the almighty dollar and chasing the world and looking to make more money and looking to have more things. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about those of you listening to this show that are just looking for happiness, man. You're just looking for contentness. Um, 
you just want to be satisfied with life. You 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 wanted to get to the point where there's enough. Uh, now I am completely satisfied, but we're never satisfied. And why are we never satisfied? Well, part of that reason we're never satisfied is because we're never at peace, bro. How could we possibly be at peace when we're striving for more and more and more and more and more because the world is telling us we need more, 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 more. Do you ever hear the world tell you to strive for peace and seek peace? No, bro. We see advertisements all day long, all day long, bro. Not only on TV, now on the internet, in front of us all day long of things we need to have, man. Things we just got to have. It's never enough. We got to have more, 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 more because we are never satisfied. Well, today, man, I want to talk to you a little bit about how to become satisfied with your life, man. How to have a feeling of peace and contentment and just Kick back, bro, and enjoy the day, man, without all the pressures and the stress, man. So I want to go to the Bible, man, and I want to find out what the Bible says about finding satisfaction in your life. Now, in order to understand this, we first have to understand what satisfaction is. And satisfaction is the state of being content. The feeling that one's needs or wants are met. So in other words, you're not needing and wanting more because your needs and wants are met. Satisfaction seems to be a rare condition in our world today as many people express dissatisfaction with their jobs, their marriage, their circumstances, and themselves. The Bible teaches that finding satisfaction in life depends on having a relationship with God through Christ. And yeah, bro, I I, listen, man, you got to ask yourself, do you ever just chill, man? Do you ever just stop and smell the roses, even if even if just for a second? Do you ever feel, man, one one hour? of relaxation and contentment, let alone a day of it, ever? Or is your mind always racing? Is there always something to deal with, man? Is there always a problem? Is there always an issue? Well, the Bible teaches that finding satisfaction in life depends on having a relationship with God through Christ. Let me explain to you why. One expression of satisfaction is the pleasure we feel at reaching a goal or achieving a measure of success. God designed human beings with a great capacity for joy as he himself possesses. That's in Genesis 1.27. So God himself experiences great, great capacity for joy. And that is the way he wired and he built us. He placed within us the ability to set goals and achieve them 
Then he demonstrated what what healthy satisfaction looks like in Genesis 1. By the third verse, the Bible is already recording that God saw what he had made and that it was good. We understand that feeling. When we have labor to create something good, we feel satisfaction. Man, I got to be honest. (laughs) I got to laugh at that because it's something this simple. My wife was away um, about a week ago, and uh, for the longest time, man, she had wanted the dining room painted. So I said to myself, when my wife goes to visit my son, uh, I am going to paint the dining room. And a couple of weeks ago, man, I started at about 3 o'clock and I went straight through till about 10 o'clock, and the dining room was painted. And, bro, I kept standing back and looking at it and really not believing uh, the good job I did because I absolutely hate painting, um, but I wanted to do something nice for my wife and surprise her when she got home. But I kept sitting back, and I kept looking at this room and was amazed at the job that I did. And bro, on the bigger scale of things, do you ever take a step back and look at your wife or your kids or your home or your neighborhood or your job? Do you ever look at that, bro? Do you ever take a step back and look at what you have accomplished, not what you have not accomplished, What you have accomplished in life. Satisfaction involves contentment, being satisfied with one's circumstances. The Bible has a lot to say about contentment. 1 Timothy 6, 6, 8 says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Learning to be content is the prelude to satisfaction. Man, I got to tell you, that's heavy, man. When you think about you came into the world with nothing and you're going to leave it with nothing, bro. My wife tells me all the time, uh, bro, you can't take that with you. You know, especially when we go out thrifting and I got to buy my, uh, my little treasures, my wife always reminds me, you can't take that with you. So we come into this world with nothing and we leave with nothing. And what do we need, bro? We need food and clothing. That's really all we need to be content. That is it, bro. That's what the Bible says. To be, satisf- to be satisfied means we are not yearning for something else. When our hunger is satisfied, we don't want any more food. When our thirst is satisfied, we don't crave more water. When we are in right relationship with God, our souls are satisfied. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
That is Psalms 73, 25 to 26. In some ways, the human heart is like a whining toddler who, if left to himself, will never be satisfied. That's Matthew 15, 19, uh, uh, Ecclesiastics 6, 9, and 9, 3. Jeremiah 17, 9. We tend to constantly demand more, bigger, better, flashier. Much of advertising today is designed to destroy our satisfaction and to make us think we need more than we have. I've talked about this many times, bro. When you really sit down and break it down, man, what do you really need? I mean, seriously, bro, what do you really, really, really need when you sit down and break it all down? And, bro, it all goes back to food and clothing. Seriously, bro, that's all we really need, food and clothing. But when our hearts are filled with the Holy Spirit, the demands of our true hearts can be brought under his control. Galatians 5, 16, 17. We recognize that God has provided all we need for our present happiness, and we can therefore experience satisfaction. Are you eating and are you clothed? Well, God has provided all we need to present happiness. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That is John 10.10. 10. And what did, what did Jesus come for? He came to be crucified, bro, because through that, crucifix, through that crucifixion, he paved the way for our relationship with God by paying for all our sins. So when he says, I have come that, that, that they, us, may have life. So what is life, bro? Life is God and a relationship with God. And God says, I have come so they may have life and have it to the full. That's why he did what he did. Godly satisfaction is not to be confused with self-satisfaction. Godly satisfaction is the state of being pleased and grateful for God's provision and work in our lives. Are any of us pleased and grateful for what God has done for us in our lives? Do we even think about that? That's 1 Theologians 5.18, Ephesians 5.20. Self-satisfaction is a form of pride. Self-satisfaction considers the pleasurable state, the result of our own efforts, and is pleased to draw attention to that fact. Jesus gave an example of the self-satisfied in Luke 12, 16 to 21. In this parable, a rich man was quite satisfied with his abundance, and his life revolved around fulfilling his wants and desires. Jesus reminded us that none of us should become so satisfied with this life that we disregard eternity. We find satisfaction in life when we uncover our true purpose in being here. Man, how many times 
Have you heard me say that, bro? How many times have you heard me say that? As long as we pursue our own ideas of what will satisfy, we never quite find it. Like a child chasing soap bubbles, we are convinced that if we could only get our hands around that beautiful dream, we would be forever content. And then we catch it, and it's gone. I've gone through that cycle, guys, before I was saved so many times. Setting goals for myself and always convincing myself when I achieved the next goal, I was going to be happy. I was like a child chasing soap bubbles. But like I said, man, once I would achieve that dream, it was gone and it was on to the next dream. But look, there's another bubble. So on we go, wasting our lives, chasing soap bubble dreams of happiness while all the time our creator wants the instruction manual in his hands. He wants to have this. And if you got him, then he's got you. Paul lived for decades with beatings, stonings, imprisonments, and rejection. He summarized earthly satisfaction in Galatians 2.20 when he wrote, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yes, Paul knows that God gave himself for him and God gave himself for all of us. When we with Paul are willing to daily crucify our flesh with its passions and desires, Galatians 5.24, and allow the Holy Spirit to live through us, we find a greater fulfillment than the soap bubbles of this world could ever promise. I love the analogy with the soap bubbles, man, because that's what it is, man. You know, you, you, you blow the bubbles, the kids are chasing the bubbles and grabbing and catching the bubbles. That's what we do, man. That's what we do. We think we're going to be satisfied when we catch the next bubble and the next bubble and the next bubble, but for some reason, we are never satisfied. Why are we never satisfied? Because God made it really clear. You need food and clothing, man. That's what you need. Um, you don't need stuff. You don't need things. That That is the world convincing you of that. And the world will always have you chasing something. Life is simplified when we recognize that our purpose is simply to reflect the glory of God in the unique ways he designed us to shine. 1 Corinthians 10.31, 2 Corinthians 5.20. When we make it our goal to live for Christ, the result is a satisfaction that carries into eternity. Even when earthly needs or wants clamor for attention, our souls know this state is temporary and our eternal satisfaction is just ahead. 
You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. That is Psalm 1611, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. It's not the here and the now. It is not this world. It is eternal life. What we need to basically survive in this world are the basics, food and clothing. God makes that clear. And that is provided. All these other things uh, we are told that we need, and so many of them we can never attain, bro. So if you can't attain them, how are you ever going to be satisfied? That's how it's set up for us to chase, chase, chase. Why does the world want us to chase, 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 chase? They want us to chase, 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 bro. Because that takes us, that takes our mind off of what we should be chasing. And we should be chasing God. That's who we should be chasing. And when I say chasing That's who we should be wanting more of. That's who we should want a better understanding of. We should be hungry for God's words and God's wisdom. Because when you have that, then you are content. Then you understand. Without that, bro, you are walking down the wide road that everybody else is walking down, man. You are chasing your tail, and you're never going to be happy, man. You're never going to be fulfilled. You're always going to want more, 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 and there's never, ever going to be enough. Man, it goes back to the real simple, be still and know that he is God. It is that simple. And guys, if you want a relationship with God, all you have to do is ask, man. It's all you got to do. It is free of charge, but it does take your commitment. That's what it's all about, man. It's, it's a promise and a commitment that he is number one in your life. Are you ready to make that commitment? It is your call, man. God gave you free will, and it is up to you. That is life, everybody. I'll see you all next week. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. 
You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life.